let me recommend the Delvin Cox Experience, a podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. Each episode, I interview a different guest trying to find out what makes them tick. I've had guests on such as James Gabsey, Crystal Storm, and many others. Check out the Delvin Cox Experience anywhere you get podcasts. Peace. Old from the Forgotten Archives, a fairy tale for adults, episode four. You're back, dear listener, and not a moment too soon. To recap, Colin and Naya, after sharing a wonderful moment of reconnection, were woken by the terrible sounds of this poor unicorn being captured, not just by mean-spirited gargoyles, but carving copies of Naya and Colin. What the hell? Why do they look like us? I, I don't know. The doppelgangers of Colin and Naya looked in their mirror's direction. It was cruel smiles they gave their counterparts. Evil Naya offered a mock salute before they turned, and with the gargoyles forcing the unicorn along, they ran off. Come on, we can't let them take it. Setting aside the impossibility of staring at her twin for a moment, Naya tugged at her husband's hand, and once more they were in motion. The villains were fast and reached a stone chamber that was similar, but different than the one previously used by the Crofts. The gargoyles, unicorn, and doppelgangers disappeared inside of it, and by the time the real Colin and Naya burst through the archway, they were gone. It is at this point, dear listener, I could no longer just be an observer. I had to help. Oh no. Oh no, oh no! What was that? Who said that? Colin and Naya, while startled by my voice, began searching for it. Colin was the first to find me, of course, because he'd always loved crickets as a boy. And that's exactly what I was. I had my front legs pressed over my eyes and I was shaking my head. At this point, the Crofts didn't even balk at a talking cricket. The matter of the unicorn was simply more urgent. They both went to the ground to be on eye level with me. Why do they look like us and where did they go? They are you. Bullshit. I am not- They are the part of you that doesn't believe in such things. What you humans don't realize is your power to create. Every nightmare or dream you give power, every deeply held belief manifests in some form somewhere. That form either does good or wreaks havoc. If not in your world, then in someone else's. Oh no. What the hell are you saying? That I made that version of me? Why would I do that? Oh, for heaven's sake, why don't they teach this to you all anymore? I shoved my prickly right leg into Colin's nose, clearly frowning at him. It's the side of you that believes in order to grow up, beliefs such as unicorns and magic, as you call it, must be destroyed. So you made something that will destroy it, so you can be an adult. Don't you realize that's why you can't see us in your world anymore? When you stopped believing, you gave us no choice. Sometimes we don't just fade away. Sometimes we have to run and hide from the monsters you create to destroy us. Shit. <sighs> yeah. How do we stop them? It's not that easy anymore. Naya and Colin looked over their shoulders, and there stood the towering, imposing figure of the angel. They got to their feet, but remained careful of where I was, which I appreciated. Why? What changed? They took the unicorn to your world. Taking your power back won't be enough. It must be rescued. We'll do it. Send us back. And how do I know you'll be successful? You have to trust us. Let us make it right again. Please. 
We can do this. Raziel looked sternly at them for a long moment. It's unnerving getting stared down by an angel. It can feel as if they are looking into the deepest parts of you, where not even the lies you tell yourself are safe from the truth your heart keeps. Yet, Colin and Naya were not unnerved. They were speaking from their hearts. Colin even took a step closer to Raziel, holding her ageless gaze. We can do this. Please. So be it. Just like that, as if they were never gone, Colin and Naya appeared in the stone chamber on Earth at the exact moment they disappeared. Time is different in the third dimension, because Allie and Ethan didn't know their parents had gone. The children were standing in the exact spot, with Allie holding their video camera and Ethan watching them. At first, Naya and Colin were slightly disoriented. They looked at each other, at the kids, then back at each other. We're back. The unicorn! Colin and Naya ran out of the chamber. Guys, we didn't take the picture yet. Where are they going? Colin and Naya, ignoring their children's shouts and questions, burst out of the chamber and immediately began scanning the field. There they are! Maybe a hundred yards away, at the second stone chamber, a large van idled. A gargoyle climbed into the back with the unicorn and slammed the doors closed. Not a second later, the van tires squealed and the vehicle took off. At this point, Ali and Ethan walked out of the chamber, looking at their parents curiously. What are you guys doing? We can't lose them! Get in the car! We just got here. What's going on? Where are we going? Hurry up! We've got to save the unicorn! Gotta save the what? Naya stopped at her open car door, giving her children the firm, unmoving expression of a mother that is not to be questioned. Ethan and Allison Croft, get in the car right now! Ethan suddenly grinned. I said before children were intuitive, and Ethan could sense that something was different. He ran over to the SUV while Allie reluctantly followed behind him. Ugh, what is wrong with you two? Who are you chasing? I told you they stole the unicorn. Buckle up. What are you talking about? There are no such things as unicorns. Yes, there are. We're so sorry. We didn't know what we were doing. It's okay, Mom. <laughs> you guys are seriously freaking me out. What happened? The SUV was faster than the van and better off-road. Slowly but surely, they were gaining on the other vehicle. You'll see. Are you wearing your seatbelts? I'm gonna ram this guy. You're gonna do what? I'm buckled in, Dad. Allie's good too. Do it, Colin. Get him. Here goes. Hang on. Colin grinned at his wife. He tugged on the wheel and the SUV slammed into the van. The impact jerked them all and sent the van skidding wildly to the side. Yeah! Get him, Dad! Have you two lost your freaking mind? The van regained traction and the passenger side window rolled down. An angry looking gargoyle stuck his head out, holding what looked to be a shotgun and shouted angrily at the Crofts. Heads down, kids! Oh my god! What is that? Troll! Have you never read any fantasy books? It's clearly a gargoyle. Colin slammed on the brakes, causing the SUV to skid to a halt in the damp dirt. Colin's timing was perfect, because the gargoyle's shot sailed harmlessly in front of them. However, they were not safe just yet. The van rocked to a halt, and the gargoyle jumped out. Crap. Colin, look. Reverse? Run him over. No time. Everybody out. The kids wisely didn't ask questions this time. All four jumped out of the car just as the gargoyle pulled the trigger a second time. A 
large beam of blue energy wrapped around the SUV, and the vehicle exploded. Naya shielded Ethan with her body, in the same way Colin did to Ali as their car blew up. Fiery pieces of metal from the destroyed car rained down around them, but luckily none of it hit the family, which is a good thing, because a hospital visit would have slowed their quest considerably. The gargoyle laughed in delight at the destruction, jumped back in the van, and once more, the vehicle sped off. You okay? You all right, sweetheart? That was awesome. Both parents checked over their children to ensure they weren't harmed. Allie was clinging to their father's side, trying to come to terms with what had happened. They were a teenager, you see, on their way to becoming an adult, and because of it, it was harder for them to swallow this sort of scenario. Where'd they go, Mom? And did they really have a unicorn? Yes, baby, they did. We've got to find them somehow. And get another vehicle. Will you two please explain to me what the hell is going on? Guardian angels. They'll help. I don't know about that, Ethan. The last angel we met was a real stick in the mud. Why are you all ignoring my very important freaking question? Ali, Ali, take a breath, all right? I'll explain everything later. Right now, your father and I have done something bad. We've created something we did not mean to. It's taken a unicorn, and it's going to kill it if we don't do something. Uh, uh, you're serious? Yes. This is not a joke. We're serious. Allie glanced over at their brother, who was excitedly taking a picture of the wreckage on his iPhone. But they did take in a calming breath. <sighs> okay. Let's go save the unicorn, I guess. Do you know where they've gone? Colin. The chamber. Kalanon said his son used his mind to navigate it. <laughs> Oh my god! Ali banished us! That's how we got the car's DM! Alright, so they're us, right? Where would we go if we were going to kill a unicorn? Wait, I banished you to where? Wait! I know. Ethan, let me see your cell phone. Sure, Mom. Okay, we're gonna run back to the chamber, and when we get inside, you have to think about this place. Why that place? When I was a teenager, one day... I got really angry at your grandfather. He kept encouraging me to use my imagination more. But we were really poor. There were a lot of bills piling up and I didn't want to listen to him. I needed to grow up, to get a job and find a way to support him. To get him to stop, I wrote a story about killing a unicorn. And I did it in this castle. The death of imagination, I called it. Wow. That's mean. And really sad, Mom. I know. I was angry, and I didn't know that it might actually happen somewhere. It's okay. We all do dumb things sometimes, right? Yeah, we do. Let's go, you guys. Naya quickly wiped the tears away, drawing in a deep breath. Colin bent and kissed her cheek. Naya smiled affectionately up at him and touched his face. He winked at her. Let's go write a new ending to your story. The Crofts ran as fast as they could back to the chamber. The children, being in better shape, got there first. Colin and Naya arrived a few seconds afterward, a bit out of breath. Everybody, hold hands. Should Ethan and I both think it? Why not? Can't hurt. Ready? Ready. They closed their eyes, and not five seconds later, 
the Crofts disappeared. If you're a creative entrepreneur, author, filmmaker, or nonprofit organization, the powerful publicity prescription was written with you in mind. Packed to the brim with actionable tips, strategies, and real-world examples, you'll learn how to launch a successful PR campaign on time and on budget. Check it out at crowdfunder.com slash publicity prescription for more info. Are you tired of listening to ads and just want the story? Well, with the Tales of the Forgotten membership, you'll get ad-free episodes of all of our shows like this one. And you'll be supporting the creators and stories you love. Go to talesoftheforgotten.com membership. But since we like to spoil you, a Tales of the Forgotten membership also offers bonus content like character audio files, artwork, exclusive shows, first looks at scripts, and a whole lot more. So go to talesoftheforgotten.com membership or click the link in the description. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Albert Einstein. Waves crashed against the cliff. Atop it sat the remains of an old castle. Nature in all its majestic beauty nearly reclaimed this magical place. The grass was tall, vines and moss caressing stone walls that still stood. The crofts appeared in a stone chamber just outside the ruins, and as they exited, they saw the van. The back van doors were open, and tracks in the dirt led inside. The crofts ducked behind half a broken wall, peering at the structure. Okay, you two wait here. Your father and I will go inside. <laughs> Not a chance. We're going to help you. This could get really dangerous. They have weapons. All the more reason you need our help. <laughs> exactly. We're coming with you. Allie fist-bumped their brother, who nodded firmly at his parents. Colin and Naya shared an unspoken glance, communicating in that way parents do with a single look. All right, but you have to stay behind us, and you have to promise to be really careful. We will. Scout's honor. Hey, Allie. Yeah, Mom? Naya came closer to her child, framing their face between her hands. Who you are is beautiful, and I want you to always feel comfortable with who you are. So please know that, no matter what, no matter what, I love you, I'm proud of you, and I'm here for you. Aww, me too, Allie. Me three. The unexpected words went straight to Allie's heart, warming parts of them that they were once afraid of. Allie struggled not to cry, words failing them. But that's okay. Sometimes we don't need words. Sometimes, a hug will do. Allie hugged their mom and their brother and their father all at once. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> okay, <coughs> enough of this. We gotta help the unicorn. Right. You ready? Wait for me! Who said that? I did. Look down. Their gaze is lowered, and there I was, waving up at them. No way! What's up, Jiminy? Why do all you humans call me that? My name is Daniela Snuggums. Allie struggled not to laugh, because obviously I was very serious about this. And I was. I'd gotten into one or two arguments with Jiminy over the years, and though he was a fine fellow, he and I didn't always see eye to eye where Geppetto was concerned. Oh, my bad. 
Hi, Daniela. Let's go. Colin kissed the top of his children's heads before he and Naya led the way towards the castle. It was probably a funny sight as the Crofts tried to sneak around the van. We all peeked inside, but there was nothing useful. We followed a winding path towards a large archway that at one time was probably a beautiful entranceway. The light of the day came through the cracks in the stone and open windows, making it easy for us to see inside. As soon as we stepped in, the sounds of the distressed unicorn echoed down the hallways toward us. Hurry! We all broke into a run, rounding the corner. Before our eyes could process the situation, we were attacked. Look out! Two of the gargoyles dive-bombed us, ready to snatch up the children, and we absolutely could not have that. What the Crofts and these meanies didn't know is that I am a special agent in her Angelicness's secret service. My code name is Flip, given to me by Raziel herself. With a flutter of my wings, I jumped into the air and kicked one of the gargoyles right in its mean face. And I kicked it hard, sending it spiraling to the ground. Simultaneously, the second gargoyle grabbed Allie. Ethan picked up a rock as Allie began wildly flailing and struggling, trying to get the creature off. Don't you touch my sibling! <laughs> Let me go! Seriously, I can beat you up! Ethan threw the rock and it struck, but the creature didn't let go. Colin and Naya were going to help, but here came the doppelgangers too. Oh no. Colin tackled Colin. Naya grabbed Naya from behind, lifting her off the ground and dragged her backwards. Damn you! Let go of me! If all that wasn't terrible enough, the third gargoyle standing by the unicorn that was chained in the center of the room pointed its ray gun at us, shouting for its comrades to move so it could get a shot. Hang on, Allie! We're coming! Princess Sparks and the other imaginary friends from the meeting were here! The rabbit gave Princess a boost, and she landed atop the head of the gargoyle trying to grab Allie. Thinking fast, Princess did the only acceptable thing. She bit down hard on the gargoyle's ear. Ethan, the cougar, and the rabbit grabbed the gargoyle's tail. Allie reared back their fist, therefore made me so proud, and punched the mean gargoyle right in the nose. And wouldn't you know it, these gargoyles are just bullies. The gargoyle howled and wailed as its eyes began to tear. It stopped trying to grab Allie and began yelling for a timeout. Can you believe it? A timeout! I kept my attention on the meanie I'd rightfully and expertly jump kicked, giving them the warning that they would catch the business side of these legs if they tried to get up. Spoiler alert, they didn't. And while all this was going on, Sparks, taking advantage of the chaos, crept to the center of the room. The gargoyle there must have sensed it was no longer alone, because it whirled around, pointing its ray gun at Sparks. But Sparks was unafraid. That old bear just kept walking closer. You don't have to be mean, and you don't have to be afraid. It's okay to be wrong, and it's okay to say I'm sorry. And I, I know it's going to hurt at first, but afterwards you're going to be free. You're going to heal, and we'll help you. I promise. The gargoyle's eyes began to water. Its lower lip quivered. A wealth of emotions ran through it. The kind of emotion we feel when we know we've done something we shouldn't. When we've stopped caring because it's easier than healing. But you don't have to be afraid any more than this gargoyle does. Because we're here for you too. The gargoyle sniffled, ears lowering, wings tucked in. It dropped the ray gun, looking sad and dejected, even scuffing its feet on the ground. Without hesitation, Sparks went up to that gargoyle and gave it a hug. Princess? 
Is that really you? Yeah, it is. What kind of a friend would I be if I didn't help you save a unicorn? I'm... sorry. I stopped believing in you. I stopped talking to you. And I'm sorry. It's okay. Your parents reminded me not to give up on you. They did? Oh crap, where are mom and dad? Dragged away into another room of the castle, Colin and Naya were dealing with their doppelgangers. Colin was struggling underneath... well... Colin. Did you just punch me? What is wrong with you? You made me, Colin. I'm like this because of you. Well, I was wrong, okay? You're wrong. You don't get off that easy. You made me a coward. You're a coward. You gave up on your dreams. You don't believe in anything if it's not logical, if it's not practical. You sucked the color out of my world, out of both our worlds. And now, you're gonna pay for it. <clears throat> Stop that. Stop it right now. We can change. No, we can't. Yes, we can. Any day, any moment, any minute we can change. I know I was wrong. I did what I thought was right because nobody showed me how either. It's not an excuse, but it's real. I don't want mundane. I want magic. I want color. I, I don't want to be afraid anymore. I'm sorry, okay? Is that what you want to hear? I'm sorry. I was wrong. And I'm sorry. And I'm going to do better. But you have to give me a chance. Oh, this isn't one of your stories, Naya. This is the real world. That means I can kill you. Wow, that got dark. I'm just doing what you wanted. I'm bringing your story to life, see? You don't get to use my pain against me. You pushed your pain out into the world like it was acceptable. You made me because you wanted to hide rather than heal. Well, here I am, Naya. I know I did. I know. But my grandparents were sick, and this world does not care. Not if you're sick, especially not if you're black. Nobody was going to help us. I had to let that part of me go. Yes, that's it, Naya. Let it die. Let it all die. Stop choking me. Hey, wait a minute. You're in my head too, aren't you? Obviously, I'm you. Okay. Okay. We're gonna figure this out. Me and you, before I run out of air. There's nothing to figure out. You said it yourself. No one helps and no one cares. Imagination has to die. But this, this is not the whole story. I can be honest about the reality of my situation and still believe in something better. In fact, I... I think I have to. Because if I don't, if I just accept the mundane, it will never change. I should have listened to my grandfather. I should have kept writing. Maybe it wouldn't have paid the bills. I don't know that. But it would have helped me heal. And it would have helped me keep believing in what could be. So I could teach my kids that this reality ain't it, sister. What are, what are you doing? Stop that. Chapter 10. Naya realized she'd been mean, 
cruel even to the inner child inside of her that needed her. Stop it. Naya realized that the spark of magic and imagination that existed inside of her was something her little corner of the world needed. It was something her children needed, and Naya vowed she would never, don't you dare, ever stop believing in what could be possible, what she knew was possible somewhere, ever, ever again. No! The end. And just like that, with a flash of light and a reverberating boom, with all the power you beautiful humans possess of healing and believing in the power inside of you, Evil Colin and Evil Naya disappeared. The chains fell off the unicorn. The gargoyles, rightfully put in their place, returned to their world where there was a very angry angel waiting for them. Slowly, the Crofts emerged from the castle ruins. Colin and Naya held hands completely trusting of the unicorn that lovingly carried Allison and Ethan on its back, and the imaginary friends sat behind them. I perched on the unicorn's horn like the hero I was, of course. Oh my god. Colin, kids, look. Naya's voice trembled because all around them, things you can no longer see knew it was safe to once more expose themselves to the Crofts. What things, you're rightfully asking. So, I'll say to you, what have you stopped believing in? That's what they saw. That is so friggin' cool. I thought... Mm, but I didn't. <laughs> no! <laughs> they, they are real! <laughs> I knew they were real! I knew it! Duh. Why wouldn't they be real? At that moment, Raziel appeared, as I suspected she would. When she came into view, time froze. Well, for Allie and Ethan, anyway. The rest of us were perfectly aware. Well, well. You did it. I told you we would. Now you see. <laughs> the unicorn was never lost. You were. If you do not change, nothing else can. There's so much we don't know. You do not always have to teach them, but you must let them learn. Colin and Naya looked at their children, eyes moist. I understand. So do I. This experience was for you. Ready? Oh, Raziel. I was rude to Kalanon when I first arrived. Would you apologize to him for me? I am not your messenger, human. I'll do it, Colin. I used to talk to you a long time ago. I know. I heard you. I answered you, too. You just couldn't hear me because you didn't believe I could speak. Colin stared at me with the kind of childlike wonder I'd not seen in his eyes for a very long time. I must admit, I nearly teared up at the sight of it. He brought his head down and I lovingly hugged his nose. If one must grow up and get married, though, Captain Croft, she's a really good choice. Both Naya and Colin laughed as I had intended. Captain Croft was the childhood superhero Colin had given himself when we played together. His face softened as he looked at Naya. Yes, she is. A blush spread across Naya's cheeks but her smile could not have been wider. I winked at them both and jumped off, landing perfectly on Raziel's shoulder. Now they're ready, ma'am. In the blink of an eye, Naya and Colin appeared back in the chamber. This time, Allie was standing in front of them, holding up the video camera. 
Ethan paused his perimeter walking to watch his parents. Colin and Naya were still hand in hand as they'd been when Raziel and I left them, Naya blushing, Colin smiling lovingly down at her. Perfect, you guys, hold it. They did, because you could say in that moment, Colin and Naya were looking at each other the way two people in love do, who had forgotten they were in love and were now realizing it again. It was Naya who looked away first, gently disentangling herself from Colin. After everything that happened, she was a little emotional and needed a moment to herself. I'll be right back, guys. Keep doing your experiments. Colin watched his wife leave, understanding as husbands who know their wives do. He gave her a moment and turned his attention onto his son. Hey, Ethan, I need to go talk to your mom, but when I come back, I want you to show me how to use your dowsing rods. Don't make fun, Dad. I'm not. I'm being serious. I'd like to know. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Okay. Colin winked at Allie and was rewarded with their playful eye roll. Colin walked out of the chamber and found Naya. She wasn't standing far from it, but her back was to him, her gaze set on the woods. Colin smiled quietly at her back. Hey, Naya. Hmm? If you live to be a hundred, I want to live to be a hundred minus one day, so I will never have to live without you. <laughs> What poetry book did you steal that from, Captain Croft? Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, let's stop acting like ridiculous adults. I agree. Come home. Rest assured, dear listener. She did. Six months later... Daniela, come get in the picture. I was perched on Colin's shoulder... Colin was sitting in front of his piano, studying a piece of music he was composing and stubbornly refusing to listen to me. E-flatman, I'm telling Look, you- Cricket, I'm the composer, okay? You're the secret agent. Let me do this, okay? Fine, fine. Don't listen to me. Colin and I grinned at each other. We often bickered as old friends do. I hopped off his shoulder and bounced my way into the living room. Ethan and Allie were standing with Kalanon and Thalion. Thalion and Ethan had become fast friends. Colin! Coming! What? What's wrong? Raziel wants to come over. She's bringing two dwarves and the unicorn. Cool. The dining room isn't big enough for a unicorn. Oh, um, manifest a barn? I will cut you. Okay, okay. We'll get the backyard set up. I'll clean off the deck There and... is no way I'm going to have enough time to- Colin cut his wife off smoothly by taking her face between his hands and planting a sweet kiss on her mouth. Naya, being quite the sucker for her husband, was immediately softened by it. Captain Croft to the rescue, ma'am. We'll handle it. As you can see, it was shaping up to be a wonderful dinner, and I don't want to miss it. So, if you take nothing else from this story, take this. Love is powerful, as is your ability to create. You were not given imaginations just to craft fancy stories for your childhood toys. You were given imaginations so that you could build a world. So build it. Perhaps then, you and I can have a conversation one day. I would like that very much.
hope you've enjoyed listening to A Fairy Tale for Adults. Please remember to subscribe, leave us a review, and share this story with your friends. To catch more of our original and fandom audio dramas and tabletop shows, visit our website, talesoftheforgotten.com. When You Believe in a Walk in the Treetops were composed and arranged by Tara G. A Fairy Tale was written and directed by Crystal Storm. Sound design by Hannah Cardiac. Starring Zoe Lee as Daniela the narrator, Tara as Naya, Rob Patrick as Colin, Kay Riley as Allie, Ren Alberg as Ethan, Georgia Warley Cummings as Raziel, Crystal Storm as Sparks the Teddy Bear, Lena Garcia as Princess the Stuffed Pig. A special shout out to our new Keeper of the Tales, Wes. If you'd like to join our membership and become a Keeper of the Tales, go to talesoftheforgotten.com backslash membership. <laughs>